The Smash Daily Podcast, weekdays on 1071 The Big Z, radio for the River Bend. anyone and everyone who might happen to be alive at this particular point in time. Beautiful day outside. Big shout out to those listening in the spirit world. I miss you all. I love you all. Huge howdy to the high holy three. And Lady Cha Chop, I love you. I got my COVID shot yesterday and I thought I was cool. Oh, I ain't no big deal. What's everybody complaining about? Boy, is my arm sore the day after. It'll be all right. I mean, it's just like when you get like a, a big shot at the doctor under normal conditions. Same type of tightness in the arm, but sheesh. Anyway, Lolo got his. He just had COVID a, a couple of weeks ago. Got his yesterday, too. So he's all right. That's good. Thank you, Lord. I'm kind of sad. I'll tell you why in just a minute here. I'm kind of sad for this guy situation here too. By the way, I had to call Super Soul Sister, Smart Sister T. Should be on just a little bit. Give us the experience, black eye view of all this that came down with the Chauvin trial and Maxine Waters and all that. That'll be coming up. Of course, my man DJ, Doug Jenkins. He is one of the voices of the Tri-City Motor Speedway for a number of years. He and I do a little track talking, talking track, and we'll be doing that coming up because there's some track information. People love WBGZ, 107.1 FM, the big Z. Love motor racing. Not only on the, on the tracks, but also that moto racing. I know how they do that. You, you can't be a big guy and do moto racing. All right? Because those moto guys, not saying it's the wrong way, but you know they the their the rear ends are not as big as the rear ends of, let's say, a Harley rider. And um, I tried riding moto one time, and I just couldn't do it through the forest and all that kind of stuff. Just couldn't do it. it just hurt my ass real bad. Yeah, I'm a crybaby. Boy, I love sitting on that Harley. That's just me. I was over at Ted's motorcycle world a little bit earlier. Just looking at all of them. Those Can-Ams are cool, too, with the two wheels in front and the one wheel in back. Ooh, man, because I remember when they first came out. And Wild Bill over there says, Smash, we want you to uh, help us promote this because I was doing all their work for them when I was back in the Casey days. And so he said, here, take this for an afternoon and drive it and see what you think. This was one of the first Can-Ams that came out. This is that Spider, And it had the two wheels in front and one wheel in back. 
Well, I'm driving. It's a whole different kind of drive, whole different kind of how to take the curves and everything, you know, because when you're on your bike, on your Harley, let's say, you take your curves, you kind of lean into the curve, depending on the size of the curve, of course. But this one, you can't lean. At least you couldn't then. Maybe you can now because they have fixed those things up and they are beautiful, 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 beautiful. Anyway, that's Ted's motorcycle world. Bill and Melinda, I love those kids. Great to see Kyle, Clayton, grown up and everything. That's just me thinking out loud. I feel sad for people who got to be doing stuff when they kind of like are doing it for reasons of trying to keep in the game, right? Trying to pay for their various lifestyle things, trying to support their family. Pizza delivery guy. Listen to what happened to this pizza delivery guy right here. Pizza delivery man versus used car lot employees. Who would you trust? I want fired. Instead of the delivery guy getting fired, the internet got fired up. Shame on you all for how you treated that pizza delivery man. It all started when Jared Tanzi from Palace Pizza delivered an order to F&R Auto Sales in Westport, Massachusetts. So follow the math. The total pizza bill was $42. The used car employees chipped in and gave Jared the delivery guy a total of 50 bucks. Two twenties and two fives, which means $7 left over. Jared leaves with a 50. There's disagreement about whether he said anything about keeping the change before he took off. The car lot people complained. Palace Pizza's manager, Jared, comes back to return the seven bucks recorded by a camera in the car lot office. It just doesn't make sense how you, why you would hand me a bill that you were just going to have me drive back here to give you back anyway. The man behind the desk explains he gave Jared all the money the group had collected and expected to get back the correct change. The manager apologized once for you. You want to apologize again for you? Okay, you got your seven dollars back, so the world is right now. Oh no, it wasn't. Hey, I'll the floor before I put my foot in your ass. Hold <laughs> Someone posted the video. It went viral. The insults flew. Scummy, nasty people. F&R Auto Sales was bombarded with terrible reviews. Do you or someone you know want to be treated like crap? Then this is your go-to place. The comments got so bad the car lot called police. By Thursday afternoon, the owner of F&R Auto Sales had publicly apologized for the actions that led to this embarrassing video. The owner offers an unspecified cash donation to the delivery man. He says the man in the blue shirt was not actually an employee and that the female employee has been fired. But will all that counteract the video? Get the owner and the manager on the phone. I want that job. Supporters of the delivery guy even set up a GoFundMe account for Jared. It raised thousands, much of it in donations of $7, the amount of the non-tip. Wrote one supporter, once I messed with a pizza guy, haven't sold a car since. <laughs> Taking on the delivery man turned out to be biting off a lot more than a car lot could chew. I tell you what, I understand. Yeah, they gave him 50 bucks. The bill was 40, was it 43, something like that. Was it five, seven, 43. And um, it's kind of, yeah, maybe he should have said, Hey, uh, can I keep the seven bucks? Is that my tip? Instead of, you know, just taking off. 
Or he should have gotten into his change purse, brought out seven bucks. Oh, no, you can keep that young man. Thank you for delivering the pizza. That's the way that's got to play, really. So it's kind of like his fault. And yet at the same time, why would you create the kind of hubbub that you created? I mean, even threatening the guy. Hey, open the door before I put my foot in your ass. I'm down. <laughs> that's one of the used car salespeople. And <laughs> so it's like, hey, it's a tough time. We're coming out of COVID, hopefully. And we got to take care of each other. And in taking care of each other, I ain't saying I'm a great guy or nothing like that, even though a lot of people know that I am. Yes. Uh, I ain't saying I'm a great guy or nothing, but hey, you know, the, the folks who didn't get to work for a year because the restaurants weren't open, you try to tip them a little bit more than 10 or 20%, whatever you happen to tip. But restaurant folk, remember, if the bill's like $42 and I give you a 50, you got to ask me, is this my tip? And don't be ashamed to ask me. And if that person says it's not your tip, one of two things. Either you didn't put forth good service or they're assholistic in that they won't even tip you for your service. Who cares about those punks anyhow? Take care of your service. That's all I'm saying. Servers, remember, always ask as to whether that money is yours. All right? Because that was a little something that went back and forth right there. It didn't even have to be. But, hey, used car sales folk. Jiminy Christmas out there in Massachusetts, wherever it was. It's only $7. (laughs) Who's going to miss a dollar apiece? All right, I'm going to slide on to this right here. There's a bunch of great songs that Jim, Jim Steinman wrote. Bat Out of Hell, Meatloaf and Him collaborated for one of the greatest albums of all time. The songs they're on. Take a look at some of the other songs that, uh, that he wrote. I'll Do Anything for Love, but I won't do that. That was a great song. Uh, here's another one right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm just looking here, and I'm seeing all these songs, but I wanted uh, to, well, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. I won't get to that in a second. And then he wrote uh, one of the big hits. Oh, wow. You took the words right out of my mouth. Another one of the great big hits right there. Bonnie Tyler, he wrote a couple of her big hits. Um, I'm just looking right here. I lost it. Don't worry about me. Totally in control. Ah, well, Jim Steinman, he was a great songwriter. He wrote big songs. Big, big songs. When I say big songs, I mean they're grandiose in in the arrangement. They're they're grandiose in the delivery of the actual song. I'm going to play this song right here. And this is one of the greatest songs of all time. Well, Smash, you tell us every song you play is one of the greatest songs of all time. Every song I play is one of the greatest songs of all time. Why? Because I know. This is one of the greatest songs of all time. I'll let the whole thing play. Jim Steinman, who wrote this. Meatloaf, who performed this. And I tell you what, there's a girl named Ellen Foley, who was the girl who's singing on this with Meatloaf. And boy, she got jacked big time in this whole deal. But I'll tell you about that on the back side. Let's go. Smash Daily, as is always, like to start the show off with a great song. Here it be. 
masterpiece of a song right there written by Jim Steinman he passed away a couple of days ago kidney failure 
73 years old. Rest in peace, young man. Thanks for all the great music that you did provide for us. Rock and roll us. Smash with you right here. Ellen Foley is the girl who's singing on that. Just a quick story on her. So she's singing. And I mean, it's an iconic job as far as the role she played in this song as the girl. And of course, uh, was it Phil Rizzuto is the guy who's doing the play-by-play New York Yankees. And um, so she does a fantastic job. Out comes the video, all right, for this song. Those are the early days of video. They used another girl in the song for the video who lip-synced along with Ellen Foley's singing. Ellen Foley, pissed as she should be. Never toured with Meatloaf. Never did no Meatloaf gigs. Never <laughs> served in Meatloaf. Nothing. You don't treat people like that, Meatloaf. Dagon, what's wrong with you? You and your producers over there. But that's just me, thinking out loud. But boy, what a masterpiece of the song. Masterpiece. Jim Steinman passing away there. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, coming up in a moment here, we're going to get the assessment as to what came down in the Chauvin trial and the pre-run-up and the aftermath from the experience Black Mind Up Super Soul Sister. Coming up next here on Smash Daily WBGZ. Who's hungry? I'm hungry. When I'm hungry, I'm thinking, where you want to go? New Orleans? I love that food. But wait a minute. New Orleans is in Creevecourt. New Orleans is in Edwardsville. It's called Gulf Shores. That's the name of the restaurant. Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill.com. You can check them out. Everything that you would eat in New Orleans. Creole cooking, the Cajun cooking, the Big Easy style cooking, Gulf Shores. The menu's right there. Everything's right there on the website. And the fare, as they call it, F-A-R-E, the fare is delicious. Always turn you on to the good stuff. Because who's hungry? I'm hungry. And when you're hungry and you want to be fed right, and you won't be having just nothing but great, great food. And the sides, I love the sides over there. But that's for you to check out when you get to the website. Look at the menu and then go to Creepcore or Edwardsville and get yourself into Gulf Shores. And enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Gulf Shores, restaurantandgrill.com. Dig the smash. Anywhere, anywhere. anywhere. The Smash Daily Podcast. Smashdaily.com. Fisher Lumber dot com f-i-s-c-h-e-r fisher lumber dot com for anything you need when it comes to building anything you got fisher lumber dot com over there in east alton on shamrock f-i-s-c-h-e-r fisher lumber dot com
I tell you what, I love Super Soul Sister. Smart Sister T, how you doing, kid? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm fine, man. You know, it's getting warm here in in the uh, River Bend, so I'm yeah, I'm kind of happy. But I mean, you live in L.A. doing your media work and all that kind of stuff. It's warm all the time there, so you must have a magnificent smile on your face because of the weather. That's what I'm thinking. Oh yeah, well it gets cold here. You know, I've been out here well, so long true. now. You know, yeah. Is like, oh my God, it's so cold. I know, 50. I know. I remember living in Phoenix and when it would get to 50 degrees, these people put on these heavy parkas and these winter right. coats and everything. I'm thinking here in St. Louis, the tops are coming down on the cars. People wearing shorts and flip flops when it's 50. Right. It's a different situation. All right, let me just get to it because we're, we're tight on time. I'm going to fire off Maxine Waters, the first statement that she made. And Tell me what uh, you took of it that, that first day. Here you go. We're looking for a guilty verdict. If nothing does not happen, then we know of that. We've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. We've got to get more confrontation. We've got to make sure that they, they know that we mean business. Now, what do you think she meant when you got to get more confrontational and they got to know that we mean business? Uh, just what it said. Yeah. I mean, think about it. The needle doesn't move unless it's a little uh, confrontation mm-hmm. going on. If that's the case, mm-hmm. if things were going to be righteous, you wouldn't have to be marching. So. Well, that's your your new nickname, Needles, because I tell you. He has a needle. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So that's, you know, all a matter of interpretation there. But after the fact, you know, I mean, uh, it's kind of like a lot of white folks say she got away with a get out of jail free card because if Trump would have said that, Trump would have been lambasted all over the place. And yet she. He, she, he what up? That's what the white he folks would be saying. All kind of stuff. And he got away with it. And everybody was like, yeah, Trump. So uh, whatever, and that's the liberal white media. That ain't black people. All right. It's a wonderful girl <laughs> right there. Super soul system. All right. Hey, uh, let me continue now. After all that, Maxine Waters, mm-hmm. Maxine Waters comes on after the fact because she's saying that, you know, we want the murder in the first degree and all that kind of stuff. And, and here she is talking this stuff. I'm delighted uh, that we have the verdict that we got today. I could not believe it, uh, but it is absolutely true. And I'm looking forward to elected officials using their influence and their power. And for our city council people who have the budgets of these police, who have been intimidated by these police unions, seeing that it is possible uh, to do right, do what is right, and to honor, you know, the community. Now, is she talking about handling the police budget and using that as leverage against them? Basically, what she's probably talking about Mm -hmm. is uh, how a lot of people are fighting for, um, you know, like kind of just deregulating the the police in the sense that a lot of calls that they normally would get, you shift them. So let's Mm -hmm. say if it's a mental health issue, you send mental health uh, professionals to handle it, not, you know, a cop showing up with a gun. Yeah. with a person going crazy. So they like when they say defunding the police, yeah. that's mainly what they're saying. They're not saying take all the money away from police. Gotcha. They're just saying shift the budget. All that's right. All. Here's the judge. And this was off the first statement that we heard a moment ago. Right. Now that we have U.S. representatives uh, threatening acts of, of, uh, of violence in relation to the specific case, uh, it's it's mind-boggling to me, Judge. 
Well, I'll give you that Congresswoman Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned. If they appeal this and this thing gets overturned, if you thought it was going to be a long, hot summer, if right. the verdict came out wrong, it will be so the whole place would be on fire because if they overturn this, so how right. would they play this then? I mean, if if the legal system, because everybody's saying, oh, look, the system works and all that kind of stuff. Another question for you, uh, Smart Sister T, does the legal system work or is this just kind of like one out of hell a million? No. Oh, this is one, okay, people. All right. This is one, one case. And how many, hell, how many uh, people have been shot in the last two weeks? Well, yeah, that's you know that's wild. Yeah, that is and wild. why do people always? That's what kills me sometimes with racist folks. Uh, you do something right, like you follow the law, like you're supposed to, and you're supposed to get a cookie for that. Really? That's 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 one. Your, that's uh, along with needles. Your new name is Cookie. All okay. right, that's what I'm calling you, Cookie from now. But but you know, white folks they see this. Uh, Kind of stuff, and it's kind of like, well, you know, I understand that was tragic what happened to Mr. Floyd, and but wait a minute, off to the side. Hey, I heard that Mr. Floyd's family got twenty-seven million dollars. I understand it. Don't bring Mr. Floyd back, but twenty-seven million dollars. So white folks are saying, hey, well, the black man that killed a black uh, officer in Minnesota yeah. that shot a white woman that was charging toward him, where he could have said. He didn't feel safe. Her family got twenty million. Shoo, no and kidding. You didn't even hear about that. So you know, I really don't want to hear about. Uh, you know, they just don't want to see nobody yeah. black with no money, no nothing. Well, then I so. ask you to to come shoot me, and uh, I'll uh, rise again in Barbados or somewhere like that. That's <laughs> and I'll be right on the beach <laughs> with you. <laughs> right see, that's just it. They uh, don't even know the facts, uh, and that brother got locked up. Before God got yeah, the news yeah. and was uh, under jail right now. Right and this woman was like Looney Tune yeah. that uh, charged at him. He couldn't yeah. claim, I feared for my life. See, it don't work for the black mm. uh, men in blue. Well, it does. Uh, I am not one of them, so I, I don't know. And so I, <laughs> I'm uh, staying. Uh, I'm Switzerland. <laughs> When it comes to this kind of stuff, all right? Don't nobody Blue bother me. I am Switzerland. Uh, okay, <laughs> but wait a minute. Switzerland's white. Okay, I am, yes, but I am, I am one drop, all right? You call me one drop, I call you needles. All right, one last okay. thing, needles. All right, you ready? And yes, that, that is, okay, so I, I see the video, and there's some woman, black woman, and she got mm -hmm. a knife. She's with a knife, and she's like, you know, slashing it around and everything, and she's going to go kill this other lady. So a cop. I don't know whether he said, hey, drop your knife. But the cop went ahead and, and, and just shot her dead. Mm -hmm. Is there a problem in the black community with that? Because she had a knife. Who, well, she had a knife. Who knows what, what she's going to do? Uh, he, she wasn't coming at him in the first oh, place. This no. was a teenager, yeah. first of all. She had called the police. Uh -huh. Because the, some kids, some girl or whatever had come to try to jump on her. When you look at the video, mm -hmm. a guy had just kicked the girl yeah. down on the ground yeah, right. when he first walked up. Yep. So he didn't do nothing about that. Mm -hmm. This girl was going toward somebody. She wasn't coming toward him. Yeah, but he was protecting, serve and protect. That's what the no, cops were was not. The man, yeah. look. No, you don't just walk up on people and start shooting. If, I'm sorry. if they if got a knife, man can't handle 
a teenager. Come on. I tell you what, I'm a grown man. If a teenager's coming at me with a knife, I am running. She wasn't coming at him with a knife. Yeah, but she's coming at, at somebody with a knife. And so serve and protect. They're serving and protecting. They're protecting. Oh, okay. Anything. Needles. Uh, let it have been two white girls doing that. How many of them you and her got getting shot? Needles. And, uh, I mean, seriously. I know. It's all the way down. People got all their opinions. They yeah. can say what they want. I just find it a little uh, odd right. that out of every policeman across the country, like, oh, only black people are, are violent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, white people are not anywhere, anyhow, anything. Come on. Experience black. And it's ironic, then why we're having more black cops shot people and done all of that, too. If if all things being even and people are people and yada, 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 then what? We'll carry on next time. <laughs> that is smart sister needles tea. And I am one, right. one, drop, one drop smash. You're my cookie. <laughs> I'm a chocolate chip. <laughs> I'm a cookie. All right, kid. Chocolate chip cookie. I appreciate uh, the uh, experience, Black. Yes, thank okay. you. Bye bye. I love you. Where you's at? On 1071 The Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. And now, live from the headquarters of Smash Daily at WBGC. Get ready, racing fans. It's time for some track talking. Nice. I think I like that a little more every time I hear it. That's a rocking tune, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Metallica right there, smash right here. That is my man DJ. And uh, Doug Jenkins is one half of the voice of uh, all the auto racing that's been brought to you over the years at Tri-City Motor Speedway. We do a thing called Talking Track. And as far as Talking Track is concerned, everybody knows it's DJ. He knows what's going on in this area. And, of course, we got some clips. We go not only from... The carts all the way up to Le Mans, shall we say. That's mm-hmm. what we handle. So what we got today, partner? Well, uh, coming up on Sunday, it's the biggest NASCAR race of the uh, of the early spring, the uh, Talladega 500. But I don't want to start there. I'll, I want to wrap up with that. All so right. we're going to start with last Friday night at Tri-City Speedway. Man, what a a, a great show that was. We had sprint cars as a, as a top class there yeah. uh, with the wings on top. Man, they were turning some lap times. Yeah. Um, and this uh, third-generation race car driver, his name is Ayrton Jeniton. His, uh, I think it's his dad, Gene Jeniton, was a standout midget racer back in the 70s. 
Uh, Ayrton picked up his first win with the Midwest Open Wheel Association, uh, which was the uh, sanctioning body that was there this past Friday night. Uh, it was our season opener, and also on the show we had uh, late model stock cars. We had modified stock cars and the wing micros on the tiny track. Uh, the Probably the biggest celebration in the winter circle, other than Jeniton, who obviously very excited to win his first sprint car race, was a driver that won his first modified stock car race. He just moved up from the B modifieds uh, over the winter time and uh, actually did some racing in Bristol mm-hmm. uh, during that whole dirt track uh, right. Bristol thing. They're still doing the dirt. Oh, in about Bristol, a month ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his name is Treb Jacoby. Uh, and just a little background on Treb. Uh, his family very instrumental in my racing announcing career. His grandfather is the dean of all motorsports announcers coming out of the St. Really? Louis area, Glenn Jacoby. Uh, it's his grandfather on his dad's side. Yeah. Uh, his grandfather on his mother's side, Larry Walters, who owned Godfrey Speedway wow, I at remember the time. Larry Walters. Yep. I remember that name. And uh, he's the one that hired me to work oh, at yeah. Godfrey Speedway, which kind of gave my career a restart after a, a little misfire yeah. earlier in the year. So to see him win the modified main event in his first event out here in the St. Louis area in the uh, full-out A-modifieds was uh, just just a, a, th- a thrill, and I had a chance to talk to him earlier this week. All right. I, I guess it's about a month ago now, isn't it, uh, that uh, Bristol uh, first uh, invited uh, short track racers from around the country to come play on the dirt there, and uh, you had an adventurous time. Yeah, I wish we had done better, but you know, it, it was a last-minute decision that day that they started posting entries. And I was messaging with one of my sponsors, and he's like, man, do you plan on going to this? And I was like, I didn't really plan on it. And he goes, well, I think you should. I think it'd be real cool. And I'm like, you know what? You talked me into it. Let's do it. It took almost no convincing, but right. that uh, that was definitely a huge event to be a part of. I wish we had had better luck. I you know, I shredded a distributor in the the B main there on Saturday, and it cost us the whole chance of making the show. We started 14th in the B main, and we were up to seventh in two or three laps, I think. And then next thing you know, I was pulling off into the pit road. <laughs> well, I talked to uh, Kyle Steffens about his experience in the uh, in a different race, uh, but he also uh, turned laps there at Bristol. Uh, he was saying that it's a different kind of speed. Uh, than what he's used to, uh, and he has experience on the mile tracks in the Champ Car, but uh, he said that it's it's a completely different feel. Although you're going uh, similar speeds, uh, the 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 G forces hit you different. What did you experience? Yeah, it's that. I mean, I had never even been in a car that goes that fast because you know with the B mod stuff, we're, we're limited to our speeds, and we got an. I I drove a car that you know is faster than anything I've ever drove. And then I went to a track that's faster than I've ever been on. So it was a completely different curveball for me, just trying to, you know, make sure I'm going up to speed. And, you know, the very first time I got to hit the track there, because we didn't get any hot laps or nothing unless we showed up Sunday. Well, we didn't know that. We got down there, and our first time on the track was the first lap of our heat race on Tuesday. So we immediately had a green to checkered race wide open for 10 laps. <laughs> just That helped us adapt to the speed pretty quick. And then uh, the... Uh... The uh, week, uh, you know, it, it was a tr- series of, of trial and error and uh, gave you some good, solid uh, solid base to come back to this area to race. And then this past Saturday, or excuse me, this past Friday at Tri-City Speedway, uh, you hold off some of the best in the business. Tell me about your race at Tri-City this past Friday night. No, oh, it was just absolutely incredible. I, you know, I, we moved up to the AMOD division this year. It's our rookie season. We've ran... 
four or five AMOD shows in the past, but we've never done it with an AMOD car. I've ran my three-link crate motor a couple times, and, you know, it just seems like the AMOD class has helped. I mean, we've done – it's helped us a little bit because every time we've taken our car to run with an AMOD, we had actually – we held a checkered flag at every event we went to. We went to Macon the very first time a few years ago, and we won a heat race there with the AMODs, and then – the two years that we ran Mod Mania, we won the C main and then we won a non-qualifier race. So I was kind of hoping, you know, maybe us bringing an actual gun to a gunfight instead of a knife that we can be competitive, but I didn't expect it to be that early in the season. Hopefully it's not just a one hit wonder and it can continue going on. That's a good uh, talking fellow right there. What is an A mod? An A mod? Well, well, to tell you what an A mod is, I need to tell you what a B mod is first, okay. which is where he came from. Uh, B-Mod is kind of the entry into the uh, modified style car, uh-huh. which is an open wheel front end uh-huh. and a stock car body on the top of it. Uh, you can do some uh, stuff to trick up the engine a little bit in the B-Mod, but not a lot. Uh, the crate motor that he was talking about uh, is basically an engine that comes straight out of the crate from the uh, manufacturer, General Motors. Uh, and A-Mod allows you to do a whole lot of other things, uh, a little more trick suspension work. Uh, you can tweak the engine a little bit more. Uh, so it's it's a step up from the B-Modified. Still not quite as fast as a late model, which is the fastest of the stock car variety of short tracking. Mm-hmm. Huh. So when a, a young man like this is so jacked up, feeling so great about himself, you got to be able to take the highs with the lows. What's the psychology in that? Because he's not going to win every race, and some of the races are going to get jacked around on. Mm-hmm. What's the psychology for, for a driver? Well, obviously your adrenaline's pumping uh, yeah. when you're when you're behind the wheel, and uh, some drivers take disappointment uh, better than others. Yeah. Uh, Treb Treb seems to have a pretty level head on him, um, but you know, show me a sore, show me a good loser, and I'll show sure. you a loser. A good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, he, he keeps it pretty right. level. Yeah. He keeps it pretty level. Yeah. Uh, some other drivers don't, yeah. uh, but uh, those are the ones uh, that uh, you, you know you can expect to show out of sometimes. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, that maybe some, I don't know, this is show business. And maybe these drivers are not necessarily urged to fight with each other, but to say, if you guys want to fight with each other, that makes for good TV. That makes for good video. I'm not sure it's been said recently, but there, there is one guy that uh, I work for that uh, you know quite well, uh, Bobby, uh, who said, drivers, I don't want you to fight, but if you're going to do it, do it on the front stretch so yeah. I can sell some more tickets. Right on, right on. Hey, need to wrap this thing up uh, with uh, saying that tomorrow night's races at Tri-City have already been canceled uh, uh, due to the weather forecast at Lucas Oil Late Model Series. I uh, had planned to come to Illinois for a two-race swing. They were going to be at Macon, Illinois yeah. on Saturday night, but uh, the weather is just looking horrible, so they're not going to do that. So I plan on sitting my rear end in front of the couch <laughs> on Sunday afternoon to get my high-speed racing fix. It's NASCAR at Talladega. Talladega. Hey, that's DJ Smash right here. We're just talking track. If you don't give it- 